The Successful and Fit Podcast, Episode 7. As an entrepreneur or business professional, it's so easy to get sucked into the need to seem like you're the biggest kid on the block. So much so that we forget why people actually do business with us. People do business with other people because they like them or what they're offering. It's often done with a simple handshake over coffee or nowadays maybe a Skype chat or just an email. My guest today is Chris Brogan, a leader in teaching entrepreneurs how to do business more effectively and thrive in today's ever-changing world. If you want to own the game that you most want to win, check out this amazing interview with Chris Brogan. Starting a business is one of the most rewarding things you can do in life, both personally and financially. But it's not easy. It takes grit, passion, open-mindedness, and most importantly, a plan on how to balance it all. Welcome to the Successful and Fit Podcast, the show that teaches you how some of the most successful people on earth got their start and how they balance building their business or brand with achieving a personally satisfying life. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, entrepreneurs, sales professionals, and everyone else listening out there. I'm super excited to welcome Chris Brogan to the show. Chris is the world's leading authority on owning the game you most want to win. He is CEO of Owner Media Group, a sought-after public speaker, and the New York Times best-selling author of eight books and counting. Am I right, Chris? That is right. Awesome. Thanks a lot for chatting with us today. I'm really excited. Um, I have been following you for a while. That sounds kind of creepy, but you get it with the digital age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been following your your you know advice and and your blogs um, for quite some time, probably going on around four years now. And I got to say, it's really helped me as a business owner. Um, I own a, a an ad agency, and it really helps me with my thought process. Uh, a lot of your advice, and to be honest with you, the best part about it is. You are much more on the real side than a lot more information out there, a lot more of the uh, kind of authority figures out there. And I really hope our listeners can pick up on that. And as we were talking a little bit in the beginning, uh, you love to kind of go into these interviews, you know, blind. And and I love that about you. I love that about your message um, and even your podcast, which I've been listening to. So why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself personally and maybe detail some of the businesses a little bit? Well, sure. Um, thank you. And it's it's fun to talk because one of the things I, that you said that really made me happy is that you said that I represent things in a much more real way. What I think is strange about a lot of people is that if they're saying, you know, here's what I've figured out and you can too, and they're not really quite being honest with the process, when you go to figure it out, you're not going to get the same results. And there's only so many times you're going to blame yourself before you realize, oh, you know, maybe I'm missing something in this recipe. Oh, right. I forgot to tell you about the vanilla, you know? And so I just figure that if I am just all the way through and through who I really am and tell you about when it goes bad and when something doesn't work and when something isn't going to, you know, line up with your fancy dream, uh, then, you know, you might, uh, walk away from me, but then you're probably not my buyer. And if I want your money, 
I want your money because I think I can help you. And so they kind of have to go together. So I run a company called Owner Media Group. It is uh, a media and education company. So we do courses and books and speaking and all kinds of stuff to help people out figuring how to own their life and own their business. And the way we say it, the reason we say it that way is because we want people to realize that there's an alignment required. And it's not a balance, but an alignment. And that if people are wanting to figure out how to, you know, do things on their own terms, even if they just want to stay an employee, that's fine. But how are you going to do it on your terms and take responsibility and ownership for the world you want to put in front of you? That's what I'm there to help with. Excellent. And um, I was I was listening to your podcast, which is called The Owner's Mind. Um, mm-hmm. Recently, I've been listening to it for a few weeks, and you actually said something on there that that really uh, really piqued my interest a little bit. You you said I wasn't always Chris Brogan. And I think what you meant about that is, you know, you're you're a well-known guy now um, in in the marketing world and the business world, and you kind of were 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 saying that you know I wasn't always this figure. Can you tell us maybe what one of the hardest parts was for you specifically when you did start growing your brand, whether it's your personal brand and your businesses? But you know, what was that really hardest thing for you? Well, I, you know, first off, I wasn't especially deliberate when I started, so I just kind of said, well. You know, I like this blogging thing. This seems fun. And then one day I went, oh, wait a minute. Like there could be some real business in this. There, there, there could be magic in this old silk hat I found. And so I started figuring it out and I started thinking, hmm, there's some ways that I can do some things and, and really help out people in a way that, uh, you know, other entities and other existing platforms can't. So uh, we need ad agencies. I know you run an agency, so I'm not pandering to you, but we need them. I mean, we need somebody to bring big air support to attention and and make sure that people really understand boldly that something exists. But but we, the consumer, don't naturally trust ad agencies. We tend to go, "Eh, that's just what the ad says, you know? And, And so there has to be this other ground. Marketing was kind of getting at that, but marketing's job is to bring lead to sales. And a lot of what marketing had started to do had really veered from what the 1950s uh, version of uh, marketing, what David Ogilvy wanted, where he said that, you know, marketing is, you know, uh, never treat the person like they're stupid. Uh, The customer's never a moron. She's your wife, I think is his quote. And then there's this guy from the 30s whose name totally eludes me at the moment. That's why I was kind of stuttering, who said, um, you know, uh, marketing or advertising is salesmanship in print. And I believe that. And what happened was, Someone said, well, if we're going to interrupt them, we might as well entertain them. And that's the fork in the road that went with advertising. So I stepped in and thought, you know, blogging and and content creation and media making could allow us a lot more legitimate opportunity and experience with brands and things like that. So that's kind of the angle I took early on. And that's what I believe still, uh, whether or not your brand is just you or whether or not you're uh, working on something big like Coke or Pepsi or Titleist or some of the other companies that I've worked with. Um, you know, it, they're all kind of looking for the same thing. They want a, a much more legitimate connection uh, with the people that they're hoping to serve. Absolutely. And and um, has that been kind of constant that, well, first of all, has the platform been constant? So you've been blogging this this whole entire time and, and do you continue to, to, uh, to utilize that platform as your focus or now what's your current strategy? 
It's a very good question. And you know what? I, I realized I didn't fully answer your question. You asked me what was hard about starting. What was hard? I mean, everything was hard. It took me eight years to get my first 100 readers because first off, I, I was a great writer, but I wasn't writing anything that anyone wanted to pay attention to. And second, blogging just wasn't popular back when I started in 98 when it was called journaling. Um, you know, we didn't have WordPress. We didn't even have Blogger. And so um, so that was hard. Yeah. Very much like old timey, what they called WYSIWYG. So you could do these visual editors that you know you didn't know, have to know anything about HTML. Um, but I mean, essentially, my blog was like a, it was like an Excel spreadsheet on the web, except that all the fields were invisible, so that you'd see the data in the left column and the words in the right column. And every day to go put a new post, I would copy and paste the cell and then write a new one. You know what I mean? So really horribly bad. And so. Uh, so that was bad early on. So, you know, the platforms for me have changed, but how I've used them, uh, sorry, have stayed somewhat the same, but how I've used them has changed. So for instance, I would, you know, people ask me if I were to start today, you know, what I, what would I pick for platforms? And I would probably pick three, maybe four total, which sounds like a lot, but it's not. Um, I would have a blog as my home base, like my primary website, because the technology behind a blog is still really good and feeding Google uh, search terms is really good. Um, I would have an email newsletter because 70% of my revenue comes through email. Um, and I would probably have, um, have to have a YouTube channel just because YouTube is the number two search engine in the world. And then fourth would sort of be a wild card. And I would pick, uh, in my case, I really like Twitter, even though it doesn't bring me a whole lot of business these days. Uh, actually, yeah, that's, that's, that brings me upon a, a kind of an interesting question that we get all the time. So I said I, I do run an ad agency, but, but a lot of what mm -hmm. we do is content production. Um, mm -hmm. And we get clients all the time saying like, hey, we need to be on 50 different platforms all at the same time, you know, spreading ourselves super thin. So that, that's kind of cool to hear you say that, you know, you'd focus on the three is because that's, it's, it's hard for us to to understand that with new things coming out all the time. And it's important, obviously, you had mentioned again in your podcast about making use of blogging early on, making use of Twitter early on, um, and using that platform to kind of you know, uh, catapult your, your conversations and your brand. But it's easy to get lost in all of the different platforms and think that we have to be on every single one of them. You know, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, so there's two ways to go. So first off, a lot of times what your clients will end up doing is they'll say just, you know, flood flood everything everywhere. And that's like going up to a bar and finding 12 girls that you, you think you might want to date and just saying the same line to all of them relatively within every, you know, minute and a half. So they see you asking the other girls and telling the other girls what you just said to them. Your eyes are the most amazing eyes in the world. Your eyes are the most amazing in the world. Hey, your eyes are the most, you know, it, you know it's, it's crummy, it's cheap, it's... Um, you know, it looks sleazy and it is. And so I think that that's what, you know, a lot of clients are wanting because in their mind, what they're really just saying is they're thinking of it as ad spread. They're thinking of it the same as the old days, which is, you know, put me in 70 magazines, but that's not really how we consume that particular kind of content. Now that said, the other thing I say to people is pick the one that you like because you'll probably do more with it. So for instance, People are getting a lot of traction on Pinterest. And I know this because like search engine optimization people who are like notoriously not interested in wasting their time and just want money and blood, um, they like Pinterest. And I say to myself, well, I don't like Pinterest, but if they do, there's something there. And so um, I will pay a little more attention to it if I had a visual product. 
uh, or if I had a product that I could sort of make more fun visually. I think Instagram is interesting that way. Uh, podcasting is interesting that way. If you're the kind of person who wants to sit down and interview people or have conversations or something. So, um, you know, you have to align with where you think you can help. You have to align with where you think your voice can be strong. And you have to really think about, you know, am I actually going to stick with this? And if not, am I going to work with an agency that understands the nuance of the various different kinds of platforms? Awesome. Okay. Um, Thanks for the info on the business section. I'm going to take kind of a left turn here and visit the other section of this podcast. So, you know, uh, the whole essence of successful and fit is that, you know, it's possible to crush it in business and still be healthy, still stay mentally sharp, still have a personal life, you know, so on and so forth. Um, what role does, does fitness have in your life and how did you get started in fitness as it relates to, to, you know, kind of balancing out your business side? So, you know, I've had an on again, off again relationship with fitness. I mean, for many, many, many years, I was just like a big fat ball of dough. And um, way back in 2003, uh, it was just as simple as this girl that I knew at a bookstore. I I looked over at her one day and just kind of noticed for the first time that, man, she lost some significant weight. And I had not really noticed. And I'm not the, I'm never the kind of person who would talk about someone's weight because I'm pretty sure that, you know, I would either incorrectly judge that they were pregnant or they'd tell me they have cancer. You know what I mean? So it's just a conversation I don't want to have. Um, you know, not to mention that it's not always especially polite. So anyway, I, I dare to do it though. I just say, Hey, look, I think that's cool. And she says, yeah, I'm really embarrassed about how I did it. And I said, why? Cause I mean, you did it. I mean, as long as you didn't like stick your finger down your throat. And she said, yeah, well, I used this really cheesy guy from ABC news. I, I, I saw him on like a uh, today show or something. And his name was Jorge Cruz. And he had this thing called eight minutes in the morning. So that started my first fitness journey in like 2003, and I went from that and then kind of ratcheted up to more intense stuff. And I went from having never run more than 20 feet in my life to completing a trail marathon in the fall of 2004. And so that was fun. And then in January of 05, I got myself injured uh, by myself doing a stupid pull-up and uh, push-up contest by myself. You know, no one else was involved. And... uh, suddenly had about a bunch of 60 and 80 hour work weeks uh, and everything went away. I just gained all the weight back and just lost all my interest in it. Uh, flash forward to a couple of three years ago, um, as I realized I'm going to rebrand my company from Human Business Works to Owner, it dawns on me at that point, you know, it'd be pretty dumb to run a company called Owner if I can't own the distance between my fork and my mouth. And so I decided I'd get back to being healthy. So I am, uh, I spend... Uh, more than an hour a day in the gym almost every day. Um, And I eat healthier than I have in a long, long time. Um, I believe sort of in the mindset of uh, what they call flexible dieting, where you sort of work on a macronutrient scale. And so that it allows and allots for, you know, putting some foods in your life that maybe nobody would consider diet food. Like I might have cheese or peanut butter. Uh, I can have dark chocolate or something if I wanted. And, you know, the world doesn't explode. So, that's a, that's a cool kind of dietary plan for me. But what I've come to learn is that what I learn in the gym through weight training and stuff, like right now I'm doing powerlifting training, what I learn in the gym translates a lot into my business and a lot of the lessons of how you push through something you know, translate into uh, what's needed for doing your work. And then also uh, the extra energy that I get from that means that I really just don't feel like everyone else does at 2 o'clock wishing that they were in their you know, bed or sleep or something. Absolutely. And that, that's something that, that um, you know, we, we kind of coach people 
here on the podcast and on the website and I write about it and the the correlation the correlation is so strong between uh, challenging yourself whether it be in the gym or you know on the pavement or whatever fitness uh, types of routines you do challenging yourself there uh, completely transfers over to business and obviously the physiological benefits are there they're proven um, you know brain power all that stuff but just right. the fact that you have to get yourself to the gym just that one aspect carries over to business. The fact that you have to do stuff in business that you might not want to do at the moment, but if you crush it, you know, it'll pay off afterwards. We're going to wrap up here, but I wanted to ask you quickly, what's, uh, as a business owner um, out there listening, an entrepreneur, somebody who's looking to grow their business, what might you suggest that they focus on within the next year to grow his or her business? Now, I know this is kind of a loaded question. It might be different for everybody, but you know, what is coming up? What's big? What's what's going on that you're kind of excited about uh, in the new year that you might recommend other people focus on? You know, uh, I've said the same thing probably every day since 2000 and um, I don't know, let's say 2006. And I've said basically be helpful. And I think that it's, a, I, I just had this conversation yesterday with Jarek Robbins, uh, who's a professional leadership kind of guy or whatever, um, also son of Tony Robbins. And he and I were talking about the fact that when you work from the mindset of how am I going to make some more money, it usually fails. And when you come from the mindset of, you know, what, what ways do I possess that I can help other people and really grow them? I find that if you focus on helping other people succeed, you get paid. And I think it's just a better uh, kind of uh, recipe than what most people do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and now what are you focusing on? Can you tell, tell our listeners a little bit more about um, some things you got going on with Owner Mag or anything coming up that you'd like to make sure everybody uh, visits and checks out? Oh, you know, I, I would say that uh, the, the kinds of things that I've been doing lately, the things that people are really kind of resonating with is I've started a whole series of webinars. And if you go to ownermag.com slash webinars, uh, the next two, you know, at the time you and I are recording anyway – are ones called uh, Warm Leads Earned with Love, which talks about how to grow your, your list and how to do it in a way that's better than just raw numbers. And then there's one uh, called The Art of Identity, which is how do you stand out a little bit more from everybody else around you? As an advertising guy, you must know that that's a pretty important issue. So I'm covering it in my own weird way. A little bit, and I might jump on that webinar. Actually, this will air um, Monday the 12th, so that should be hopefully in time to, to jump on those. Um, yeah. Awesome. Before we leave, how can the successful and fit listeners get more Chris Brogan? Where can they contact you? Man, John, I love that question. I really do. Um, swingbychrisbrogan.com. If you're willing, sign up to my newsletter. It comes out every Sunday. It's my favorite thing that I do every single week. So if you dig it, then you and I will be best friends. Awesome. All right. Well, I'll make sure I link up everything we talked about in the show notes. Thanks, Chris. You provided me personally with so much inspiration and guidance over the years, uh, and I know that everyone listening will get the same exact value. So thanks again for chatting with us, and I hope you have an amazing, hopefully warm day. Okay, everybody, I hope you enjoyed that episode nearly as much as I did. Uh, Chris is a big name. You know, I'm not going to lie. He's a well-known guy. Uh, He's rubbed elbows with some of the biggest people in the business community. I mean, we're talking giant Fortune 500 companies. We're talking the biggest internet marketers out there. And you would never know it by talking to Chris. Uh, He's real personable. He's real open, real friendly. 
and his passion is helping people. It's clear in his message, it's clear in this podcast that his passion is helping other business owners grow their business, grow their brands, and just balance it out with a fantastic life and thrive. And that's exactly what the Successful and Fit podcast is all about. So I'm really excited to have him as a guest. Uh, I hope to connect with him uh, down the road um, and, and continue to learn from him. But if you want to learn more about Chris, head over to SuccessfulAndFit.com slash 07. You'll find all of his show notes there, um, all the notes, the questions that I asked him, um, his bio. Uh, you'll also get links to his website, to his social media, to some of the webinars, the free webinars that he mentioned that he has coming up that you can take part in. I know um, I'll be taking part in at least one of those. He's a great resource. If you are a business owner, a professional, anybody looking to thrive in the business world, head over there and check his stuff out. While you're over there, sign up for uh, my newsletter because I'm going to be launching some pretty cool stuff in the new year. I'm going to be sending out a weekly newsletter, which will have either a YouTube video in it or just kind of like a short text post right within the email that recaps my week. And it'll have three different sections. It's either going to be what I learned in business, it's going to be what I learned in growing my personal brand online, or it's going to be what I learned in my journey to compete at a high level in CrossFit, which some of you might know that is one of my personal goals for 2015, is to balance out crushing it in business with crushing it in CrossFit, which is a highly intense sport um, if you don't know much about it. Make sure you sign up for that newsletter. You'll learn all about my journey. Until the next episode, have a great day.